Hey there. A couple of things before we get into the show today. First off, Niagara Moon is playing a gig at the substation in Ballard on Sunday, October 22nd. It's an early show starting at 5.15 in the afternoon. We will be going on at 7, and before us will be Black Giraffe and Salopanto. Tickets are $8 at the door. I posted a link in the episode description where you can RSVP if you're interested. Secondly, I want to let you all know that new episodes of Talking About the Passion will be coming out every other Wednesday from now on, or at least for the foreseeable future. I still really enjoy making these, but I need a little more time in my week for other things. So just a heads up about that. On with the show. You are listening to Talking About the Passion, and I'm Thomas Irwin. This is a podcast where I interview other musicians and showcase their music. As for myself, I'm a singer-songwriter and producer who goes by Niagara Moon. If you'd like, you can look up more about my own music at niagaramoonmusic.com. For episode 40, we have Jake McCaffrey, frontman of the band Fruit Juice. Jake plays guitar, sings, writes tons of songs, and records a lot of weird sound effects, etc. His eccentric pop rock band, Fruit Juice, formed in Olympia, Washington a few years back, and they just came out with their debut album, Eat You Up, a couple of months ago. I'm going to play you a song from that album now called Candies.
been going on with fruit juice recently i saw you guys put out a teaser for a music video and then it came out and then the it day came after <laughs> yeah so i'm looking for that music video where do i find it um i don't think it's public yet it was exclusive for the for the fans for the for the um the vinyl district blog mm. um i actually need to find out when it goes public but yeah it's the only way to see it is through that blog link okay so they're premiering it for you mm-hmm. nice. exclusive premiere yeah, I guess that's the way a lot of people use blogs when mm-hmm. they're trying to get them to share their content. It's like, you and only you will have this for right. a week. That's kind of... Exactly. You're in. It's a, a give and cases. take thing, yeah. yeah. So they get all the clicks that your fans are getting and they make you seem cooler because you're on a blog. <laughs> Not a bad setup. Yeah. But yeah, that took for a while <laughs> to get put out, as many things do. Yeah, music videos are like you film it one month and then maybe people's eyeballs don't see it until like five months later. Yep. <laughs> Between the editing and how you're going to release exactly, it. Exactly, yep. Yeah, I like shot it in two days and then the editing took like a month and a half and then and getting it placed on a blog took a little bit longer. So, yeah, it's a process. And how did you find that blog? Do you... Uh... Was it like through a friend of a friend? Oh, a publicist found that blog for us, yes. (laughs) So you got a publicist now. Um, We've had them for about three and a half months, but um, it's ending at the the end of this month. The video is kind of like the last thing they're doing for us. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Is that your first time trying that sort of thing out? Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, since the there's a lot of firsts with the first full-length album. Just kind of went ahead and did everything as full on as possible, which the label helped with as much as possible. Right, you're on, uh, what's it, Swoon? That's it, Swoon Records. So the release you put out this year, that's your first full-length album, Eat You Up? That's it, Eat You Up. Before it was just EPs and stuff? Yeah, two EPs before that, yeah. 
So what uh, inspired you to finally put out a full, fully realized thing? Was there a concept behind it or uh, just, it you had just, more songs than It normal? was time. Well, yeah, it was just, I mean, well, we did the first EP and that was just kind of all those home recordings situation. And then right after that, we pretty much jumped into trying to work on the full length. And, but that ended up, we ended up pulling uh, an EP from that first because we were impatient, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to put something out there sooner. Yeah. And there's much. a lot to be said for that too. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps content going or something, but, um, but yeah, well, that was kind of cause we were just, we had a tour booked and we were like, we don't, and I was so gawky going into the full length, like it's May. Yeah. We'll have it done by August. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know what you we're, mean, we're like, doing. Did you at least have the songs written? Oh yeah. Okay. No, we, we started recording in May. We did our first recording session in May for drums and bass and then did overdubs. Yeah. For you a had couple some months. pre-production down. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I had demos for every song all. Yeah. So it's like I knew how they should sound. All right. So that's that's 3 months. That's not crazy. For recording? No, yeah. 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 Depends on if you got a bunch of other stuff going on though. Well, yeah, time. you know, full-time jobs and uh we were in Olympia and I was mainly going up to uh Jeff from Swoon's house to do most of the tracking. And so getting up to coma every time I wanted to record was just hard. So, so you were going between Olympia and Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So are you from Olympia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little outside, but yeah. And now you live in Seattle? Yeah, about a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Made it up to the big leagues? Big city, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like growing up in Olympia doing music down there? Um, compared to up here, I mean, it's like, I mean... I don't know. It's a different feeling just because it's smaller and people are definitely into just kind of just doing it, doing whatever the fuck they want because they like doing it. Yeah. And up here there's, you still obviously get that up here, but. Yeah, it's um, still pretty loosey-goosey up yeah. here with a lot of people. Yeah. But you still, more people wanting to get further with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's the uh, the various pressures. Definitely. being based here. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in Olympia, you know, playing shows, I mean, like, uh, not many venues and house shows are very, you know, a big deal, but those are always turning over. And then you have to be in with the in crowd to get into those. It's not like, oh, you have a band? Come play at my house. It's like. Yeah. No, that's a pretty exclusive yeah, affair. Totally. Sadly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, immediately when we started playing, I wanted, started wanting to play Seattle more just because it's just like, oh, more things, more things. Yeah. In Olympia, Certainly we, if you want to, you can play out at least twice a month around yeah, here. Definitely. Yeah, and probably have better shows. In Olympia, we would sometimes play three shows in a week <laughs> because they didn't, you know, the venues don't didn't care as much, and they were smaller venues and stuff. So They're not just like paying as much for rent. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely right. Yeah, um, yeah. We would mainly we would do that because we would host a lot of touring bands. Yeah, we'd just like be the okay, home base yeah. people. And, yeah, well, no, that's that's yeah. important to have that role. Totally. Yeah, it felt really good bringing yeah. in new acts all the time, but. You're there to fill out the bill. And, right. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Local support. So you've been doing fruit juice, did you say like two, three years now? Uh, let's see. Uh, coming up on five, okay. I think. So yeah. been at it a while. Technically, nice. yeah. I mean, me and Quillian started playing in September of 2012, and then we played our sh- first show in the spring of 13. So... Yeah, whatever that is. Four and a half years, I guess. So I guess that um, 
guess I want to ask then, how many people are in Fruit Juice Total? Who are all the different members? Now we, yeah, now we have five. We were four forever, but we added a second guitarist. So maybe I could play a little less guitar. Okay. Focus on my singing. Be a little <laughs> more of a front man. A little bit. But I still play guitar all the time. So it didn't really work out that way. But, but yeah, it's thicker. But, um, yeah, guitar, keys, bass, drums, and guitar now. And you started it with Quillian? Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning, it was just you two? Uh, just us two searching for for other the people right to fill it out. Yeah. Bases, so you get yeah. you you two are like the core. Yeah. And um, so you play guitar, and you're the main vocalist. Yes. And more so the main vocalist. Do you all write songs together, or who does the songwriting? Mostly me. Yeah. Um, it's always like me and my. The reason why I even started the band was because of recording. Like started recording my songs, and recording still one probably like my favorite. Yeah. Part of music, so I just. Write a song, maybe not, and then just start recording it and fleshing it out and trying to put as much f- fun, funky stuff on it as I can and then then start working out with the band, yeah. Yeah, you kind of reminded me of, of Montreal. Yeah, we get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's very much recording-based in some mm-hmm. ways and you put everything but the kitchen sink in a lot right. of songs. It's really cool, though. I mean, are you some sort of like synthesizer wizard? No. There's a lot of effects and different yeah. new tricks going on in your songs so I can't quite <laughs> identify what's doing what, but sure. it comes together very well. That's good. How involved yeah. do you get with production usually? Uh, as involved as I can. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a lot of the, that stuff really comes in in the mixing. I mean, um, just definitely synthesizer on stuff, but a lot of it's just like taking a sound and then putting some crazy flangers yeah. and delays and saturation to make it sound like something else just to add a strange layer in the background it's kind of like the sergeant pepper's approach take a guitar and then try as hard it, as you can it, not to make it exactly sound like a guitar. right totally yeah i still i still hear a lot of guitars on that record but yeah <laughs> but they sound a little different yeah, there's some, yeah something strange is going on definitely so are you self-taught as far as like recording and production goes no no uh so I went to Evergreen State College oh. for four years, yes. Um, yeah, first three years were fucking silly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, that's a party school, right? I guess so. I was for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of, I remember my second quarter there, I took a anatomy and ballet and got almost, and I got all my credits, but it was like a 14 out of 16 credit class. Yeah. And we had class twice a week. And just, it was so easy. <laughs> it's like, this, you can do They this? want you to pass. They yeah. really do. So, yeah, no, it was just plenty of time to... To focus on artistic explorations. Yes, and... definitely. But, um, but yes, uh, so I took one quick uh, summer um, audio engineering class, and then second week of that class, the teacher was like, uh, Bear Creek Studio is looking for an intern. Oh. And everyone in the class is like, oh, this is a beginning audio class. I don't want to, <laughs> that seems a little, and I was like, I'm doing that. Yeah, you were actually. I was like, well, yeah. Passionate about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the second I started taking that class, I was like, ah, why haven't I done this yet? Wow. Um, so yeah, then my whole senior year was hanging out at Big Time Recording Studio. <laughs> Learning the ropes early yeah. on, yeah. Yeah. So with Eat You Up, is that uh, is a lot of that home recorded, or you did go to a studio? Uh, we did drums and bass at Bear Creek Studio. Okay. And then you took care of the rest later. 
Uh, yeah, well, Jeff at Swoon, he's got his little home studio, so most of it was done there for all the overdubs after drums and bass because he's got some good equipment in his home and then mm. vocals. I borrowed some stuff. That's always so fun to play around with all that. Totally, yeah. And just have a bunch of time, bunch of gear. Exactly. Got some songs ready to, to tweak. Mm-hmm, yeah, totally. My favorite thing is getting a vocal track I like and then just like, bringing up four more vocal tracks just to mess around with <laughs> and just do whatever wow. and see what comes out, weird harmonies or weird background stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a lot to work with when you do something like that. So why do you think uh, recording is your favorite part of, of music? Or, I mean, yeah. where does performing fall for you? Yeah, well, uh, you know, performing is probably second favorite. <laughs> um, but uh, recording, I mean, it's like when you have a, when you just like, start a song like you lay down your basic tracks and then three or four hours later you have a, something that's flushed out and you have yeah. these new parts that you didn't know you were going to write yet and it's just so satisfying at the end of the night you just put the headphones on and you're just like ah I did that yeah. <laughs> cool <laughs> it's kind of cool if you're in the flow sometimes how quickly everything yeah. will build up totally yeah you're no really noticing it just clicks and then there's the other nights where Five hours later, you just depressed. Yeah, you worked on like a five-second loop. Yeah, trying totally. to get the guitar to sound a certain way. And exactly, like, it's just right. not happening. Yep, it's double-edged sword, I guess. It definitely is. It's risky business. You never know. You're going to be elated or want to kill yourself. <laughs> Sometimes both. Mm -hmm. um, so, where did you get the name Fruit Juice? What's What's behind that? Uh, not much, really. <laughs> it's very shallow-oriented. Um. But we uh, will admit, for three months, we were called Fresh Fruit. And uh, people kept thinking it was a uh, Dead Kennedys homage. Oh, is that a Dead Kennedys song? It's, uh, they had an album called Fresh Fruit for Rotten Vegetables, which I didn't know <laughs> that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then it was just like, it's not, and fr uh, Fresh Fruit just didn't feel right, and Fruit Juice felt more a thing. It's like, ooh. You're not going to change the name to You Juice? <laughs> you saw that, did you? That video, yeah. <laughs> that you yes. juice video was. <laughs> it made a lot of sense that you'd call the band Fruit Juice and have a video like that. Yeah. <laughs> something squishy and mm -hmm. bright red or something like Definitely. that. Definitely. Drink yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how would you describe the kind of music that you guys do? I know that's kind of a hard question. It's for always a lot of artists. a very common question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've I've tried to boil it down to four mm. words mm -hmm. for the impassing, but uh, I usually say weird, glammy, mm -hmm. but that's just because we wear wear makeup because that's all that glam really. Uh, I feel like the songs kind of have. I mean, if you yeah. acknowledge glam rock as a genre, right? The singing kind of. I did do way. a project on glam rock in, oh, at okay. Evergreen, and I I'll learned have to tell that, me more uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. I I wasn't pleased with what I learned. Was, uh, I mean, not, you know, it was, there's basically David Bowie and then a bunch of people that were just playing rock music wearing glitter. Yeah. But yeah. So weird, glammy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say retro pop sometimes. Okay. I use that you, label myself yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Totally. Because if you say pop, you think, you know. Are you talking Taylor Swift? Are you yeah, talking exactly. the Beatles? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's very, very vague. But yeah, we're poppy. We're retro pop. 
Do you put disco in there? Um, no. I don't think any of our songs technically have a disco beat. Yeah, you got kind of a dancey thing though. Maybe we got a dancey thing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Maybe yeah. that's the fourth word. Dancey. Yeah, for sure. Who were some of your biggest musical influences? Like that's either a, at, when you were getting started or now. Like who, who's mm-hmm. always on your mind? That's an easy one. David Bowie, definitely. Uh, Kate Bush has definitely become one oh. more so for me. Um, I wasn't really into her when I first started, but um, then it clicked, and it was just like yes. Um, uh, definitely David Byrne. Mm. Definitely Brian Eno, which is basically just that little small that yeah, bubble that's of 70s people. Yeah, click. Yeah, mm-hmm, definitely those guys. Yeah, Lou Reed. Yeah, Iggy not Pop. as much. Um, I like both of them, but I don't take as much from them. With Lou Reed, I would say Velvet Underground. Yes, yeah. but other than Transformer, maybe Berlin. Uh, after kind of, that, he just kind like, of phoned it in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his creativity sort of seemed to run out. He still had his cool voice, though. <laughs> and Iggy Pop, I love him. I love watching him in any any form, but his albums don't. I like his albums, but they don't hit. Yeah, on that. they're kind of hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. I want to at least assume you're a huge Rocky Horror Picture Show fan. Not a huge one. Really? No, I'm it's, a fan. I like the movie. I feel like your voice is like uh, Riff Raff. I've gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten that. <laughs> I know. I feel. I yeah. That's one of those things. It's just like, am I? Am I? Sorry for for deceiving you. I should probably try. I should probably watch it a few more times and let it sink in, so I can be like, yeah. Or maybe I shouldn't, because then I just like go full on. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? I you gotta know. walk the line. You don't yeah. want to become a, a parody. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Another thing that came to mind was like Blondie. Yeah. The, the new wave sound. Yeah. Not deeply though. Um, Another more recent one that, like, more along those lines is uh, OMD. Mm. They speak to me. They they speak to me. Uh, I don't know what it is. I like his voice, but I like how weird they are, I guess, like, in a pop sense. Combining just, Weird 80s pop. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, not not as straightforward. And it's exciting to hear the way that they combine. Yeah, the way, different ways that people make pop music away from the... uh, Traditional sense. Exactly. Yes. Cool. So do you remember how you originally got into music? Like on what level? <laughs> well, that you just started thinking of yourself as a, a big fan of music. Yeah. I was, you know, grew up dancing with my parents in the living room to whatever it was they were playing from like, you know, country to the Beatles or anything. Uh, always there. Yeah. And then... Parents put me in piano when I was five, and I didn't like that very much, <laughs> and then regretted it later for not caring more and getting into it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I uh, started playing guitar when I was 10, and sort of one of those things when you're 10, when you start playing guitar, it's kind of just because like, it seemed cool. Yeah, it, lo- <laughs> it looks cool. Totally. I wanted to learn Blink-182 songs, because that was awesome. Even Oh yeah, it was even back in like System of a Down, tried getting into some of that, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, then I got into singer-songwriter stuff, like Joni Mitchell and Cat Stevens, Paul Simon, and I think that's when I first started writing, writing songs. The 70s singer-songwriters yeah. got you going, yeah. Mm-hmm. The deep cuts. Yeah, for sure, like old, old stuff. Then I had a little uh, cover blues rock band in high school. We may have played four shows, and uh, then I went to college, and I didn't think I was going to be a musician anymore. What was your plan in college? To find a... To find a more practical passion. Yeah. Uh, it didn't happen. 
Went to the wrong school for that, I think. <laughs> um, then I got an audio engineering, and I was like, oh, good, I'll be an audio engineer. And then I saw... That can be just as hard as trying to be a musician. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and way less fun uh, sometimes. I'm just Depending saying, on what you're interested in, yeah. Exactly. It's more of a like day-to-day grind, for sure. Seriously, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, I saw the engineer there, my friend Jerry. Uh, just, you know, you sit through some of these sessions of bands that you were just not interested in. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I mean, that's an in-house engineer situation. If you're doing that sort of work, you got to take anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. And especially if you're a studio when everyone's home recording these yep. days. Yeah. So yeah. And I was just like, oh, just a little too much misery for like, because it doesn't matter if you let, how much you like the band, you always put your heart and soul into it because you want it to sound as good as possible. Yeah. So that's it does the job. Fun. But ultimately, yeah. I went out of that and I was like, well... Before I get at a real job, I'll, I'll try the band thing out. And now it's five years later. And I'm like, well, I'm still trying the band things out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of stuck in Might it. Might as well so. keep going. Yeah, right. I'll make sandwiches during the day and play music during the night. Not too bad. It's the dream. Mm-hmm. It's what we do. So when you were first writing songs, what would you write songs about? <laughs> really corny stuff. <laughs> like just really straightforward <laughs> topics and yeah, cliche well, metaphors? No, or? I remember one of my early songs. <laughs> was like uh anti-closed-minded Christian song. Like, mm. Is that a big thing in Olympia, closed-minded Christians? No. <laughs> I didn't even like grow up around like closed-minded Christians. You, just, you knew they just, were out I there knew, somewhere. Yeah, I knew that was something that I could, you know, just like that's a, that can be bad. <laughs> Not that they're even necessarily that bad of people most of the time, but yeah, I remember like some line about like, why can't you accept that we evolved from a monkey? You know, that was, that was, that was deep. That was deep. Yeah, you were 14 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was really, I was speaking to the people. <laughs> yeah, then I had some love songs. So yeah. when did you start finding your, <laughs> when did you find your groove where you're like, oh, this is really, Yeah. Like, I'm on to something now. When did that yeah. happen? Um, it's probably sophomore year of college when I was finally, maybe, yeah, sophomore, junior year of college is when I sort of started writing in the vein of what became Fruit Juice. And I think a one of the main kickers for that was getting in really into David. I was always into, had a couple like Bowie albums, but got really into him and got really into Mark Bolin, T-Rex, yeah. and realized that I could do that T-Rex That weird thing. quiver <laughs> thing. Yeah. yeah, The quiver is in yeah. a lot of Fruit Juice songs. Yeah. yeah, right. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. I'll take that. And yeah, started kind of writing, probably wrote like a handful of songs that like there's only one of them that we still play. So there's some secret old ones out there. But yeah, some dancey, high falsetto voice stuff. And I'm just like kind of found out, found a way that I liked using my voice. Because yeah. before that, I was like, I don't, I didn't really think I had a very good voice. And which, as David Byrne said, it's like, well, that's a good, that's a gift. <laughs> that's not a quote, but like. Um, to be very limited in what you can do with your vocals, because then you can really hone in on a certain sound. Then you can be distinctive. Yeah. You're not just, oh, I have a perfect voice. Look yeah. at me go. I mean, there's a million, it seems like there's a million people who can mm-hmm. sing in the traditional sense very well, right. sing the R&B stuff, mm-hmm. do very well in a yeah. karaoke setting, but right. there's only one Bob Dylan, there's only one exactly. David Young. Byrne with his yeah. weird mm-hmm. hooping and hollering. And totally. David Bowie's got a weird thing going totally. on. He's not exactly a great singer Mm-mm. in the traditional no. sense. Yeah. So you yeah. found your thing around yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah, they helped me out. I started having more fun with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
when you started feeling like you were competent at what you were doing, you weren't still reaching for something else. For sure, yeah. Nice. Became more natural. And uh, has Fruit Juice toured much? Like, we've done played out and about two tours, and uh, yeah, two two week West Coast tours. West Coast tours. Yeah. And how did those go? So <laughs> Touring is it seems seems pretty. Uh, what's the word? Intimidating, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was kind of funny, like, we did our first tour, like, a year and a half, maybe two years into the band, and we had this little interview for the Weekly Volcano, and he was like, it's really ambitious for you to be going on tour, like, a year and a half into being a band, and I was like, what, I'd say. really? I thought, I thought it was we the thing it. to do, That's, yeah, because yeah. um, uh, in Olympia, we all did do it, like, that was kind of part of the culture, was uh, going on a DIY tour, and all the bands at Olympia did it, you know, and we would host all these super young bands. Like yeah. we were talking about, like they were always like fresh bands just doing their self-booked tours. Totally. But yeah, <laughs> they had their ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah. Some nights are good. Some nights were bust. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the first tour was really fun because we were all like, yeah, first time fun, on the road. Yeah. And then, um, we were on our way back from Boise to pay, play our last show in Tacoma, and about an hour into the drive, we broke our friend's van, <laughs> the borrowed van. <sighs> yeah. So that was great. That was on a Saturday. Uh, we ended up spending a few days in La Grande, Oregon, because there's no mechanics open on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where that is. In yeah, Oregon. no, that's fine. It's that's, a <laughs> I'm coming from uh, the Northeast, from Massachusetts, and this yeah. scary thing to me about the idea of touring around the West Coast, Spacious. there's nothing. Yeah, yeah totally. Jesus, <laughs> driving around in the middle of nowhere all the time. Yep. Yeah, I know. I know. I have friends in like Minneapolis and stuff. They go on tours, and they have like two-hour drives in between shows. I'm like, what? That sounds awesome. It's hard for you Northwesterners. Yeah, well, guess what? You're a Northwesterner too now, so. <laughs> At the moment, yes, I suppose I am. At the moment, temporarily. But yeah, no, I am more intimidated about tours now than I was initially, for sure. A lot of work booking them yourself. Oh my God, yeah. And yeah. traveling and the where you're going to sleep. and mm -hmm. the... yeah. yeah, no, the hardest part is getting venues and local support. You almost got to, like, give up on hoping it's going to be a really great show so that you're not like, I don't know if this is the right band to book. Yeah, yeah. But you end up needing to book whoever's available <laughs> most of the time anyways. Unless you know someone. You got to have connections. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, back to uh, songwriting. Yeah. Do you think there's anything in particular that inspires you to write a new song? Like, do you get in a certain kind of mode, a way of thinking when you generate new material or... I mean, what is your creative process look sure. like usually? These days, it's usually during the day I'll get something in my head. Or like I have a line. Like I have my notes mm -hmm. in my phone is just full of like one line of That's, something. That sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just like one line that sounds kind of neat. Maybe I'll hate it later, but I got to write it down just in case. Yeah. Um, More to work with. Yeah, yeah. So then, so yeah, some days I'll be like, okay, yeah, right when I get home, I got to go and work on this start working on it but sometimes it's inspiration and it flows and it works out but a lot of the time it's i gotta go to work <laughs> i gotta go work on this song and try to try to flesh it out and find something that feels good 
Yeah. And then if it gets to that point, like sometimes I jump into trying to like record it way too early. Mm-hmm. Like I have a verse and I'm like, all right, I'll just put up a microphone, make up a chorus on the spot, do a verse again. And I'm like, oh, I got all that. Then I'll do everything else. And I'll be like, I don't have any lyrics. I don't, and lyrics are, are tricky. Yeah. yeah. It's easy to get stuck on lyrics. Definitely. Yeah. So you're usually a melody first kind of writer? I need a lyric. Um, you need like a little bit of a lyric. I need something that, yeah. And then, but after that, you'll kind of yeah. fill out the words later. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes there won't even be a, be a melody. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I'll just lay down music and then have a few drinks and then hop on the microphone and see what happens and then find anything that sounded catchy and build off that or something. So you're big on spontaneity? Sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> not 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 totally general. Certainly not before a show or anything like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. When you're still in the uh, the initial phase, yeah, yeah, it'd be really fun. Yeah, just you... put a shitload of compression and reverb <laughs> on your verse. And like, I sound great. I'm gonna sing the hell out of this yeah. random thing. Do you uh, collaborate much with other people in the group to no. bring out new ideas, or they just they look to you for for guidance? Well. <laughs> Um, You're their leader. I don't allow, I don't, <laughs> sometimes I try to get them to get, I mean, the weird thing is because the band is, you know, it all kind of started and was built off demos and then like new people come into the band. So the first yeah. thing they do is learn the song. So it's almost unfortunate that it kind of like gets into that sort of pattern. Like I want to, it's that balance of my creative, my, my controlling nature yeah. versus because it's like. I know I want. I know it want to be great. I need to let go of that so I can let them do a little bit more. Right, right. Creativity, but sometimes they're like, just like, yeah, no. What do we do? Yeah, tell me what to play. Tell me what to do, dude. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's also been a struggle because we've had a we've had like four drummers and three bassists, so it's tough early yeah. on. Yeah, so each time you turn over like that, it's kind of like you got to sort of start from the a certain aspect of the beginning. So it takes longer to get into that natural vibe of knowing how to work with each other that way. Yeah, or the idea of writing a song for the people that are going to be playing it right off the bat. Totally, right? Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, no, that's really, it's really an interesting psychological thing. I know, used to like, knowing the context in which you're writing can be really important. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, used, I, I recently really told myself to stop caring about it. Um, but yeah, I used to like write songs, which is like, well, we're a four-piece band. I can't, you know, put a like string section on this. But then, uh, but now I'm like, no, I, I want it. I want a string section on that. Yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. it. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, or I mean, there's always the idea that the recorded version is the recorded version. Oh right. And then yeah. you always just change it totally. up when you play it out. Yeah, yeah totally. Which is absolutely fine, and if people know the record, they'll be like, "Oh, I know that melody. I'm happy enough." Right, right. <laughs> hey, where's yeah. the string section, man? <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I mean, because most of the places you're going to be playing anyway aren't necessarily equipped to have great Seriously. sound and a yeah. great balance. I mm-hmm. mean, a lot of times you want to keep it simple, or it's just going to get confused. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Very, very true. Yeah. I know. Last two plays, two shows we played were house shows, and it was like the first house shows we've played in probably two years, and. So we have, you know, everyone in the band sings, but now we're down to two or three microphones. And it's like, oh, wait, this is still super fun. It doesn't matter that it's not perfect and we don't have monitors. Yeah. 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 Simplicity. Yeah. So uh, what does Fruit Juice have going on as far as the rest of the year is concerned? Any uh, big things, big plans coming up? 
promoting the album now and all that. Yeah, promoting the album. Got the video out and uh, planning a tour for January and March. Why so, January? Um, because we wanted to go east, but then we're like, no, it's winter. It's going to be snowy. So we're just going to go down the coast real quick Yeah. in January because that'll be nice. Maybe get a little sun. And then March, we're gonna we're trying for South by Southwest. Oh, yeah, we're gonna try that nice. finally. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a big one. It is right. Gosh, it sounds so overwhelming to be in Austin in that time frame. But yeah, just gotta take it a little at a time. A yeah, one step at a time. Yeah, just yeah, but jump in, <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I've been really trying to get back into writing. Yeah, gotta keep the train moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a you kind of I've kind of been out of that like t- mindset for a while, so it's getting back into it. It's just kind of like remembering how crazy it can make you. <laughs> how yeah, just consuming. Yeah, it it's consuming and it's emotional because when it's not going how you, you want it to go, you get frustrated so yeah, easily. Like, yeah. God damn it! But then so yeah, but it's worth it when it's when it, it very turns much out is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when you strike gold. Totally. All right, man. Thanks for coming on today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Nice young man, that Jake. Very good songwriter. I like his strange, bouncy, glittery style. And if any of you in Seattle want to catch a fruit juice show, they are playing at the Vermilion Art Gallery and Bar on October 29th. So, if you liked this episode of Talking About the Passion, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave us a review as well. We always totally appreciate feedback. Sign up for the Niagara Moon mailing list to keep tabs on the podcast and on my band, Niagara Moon. You can go to niagaramoonmusic.com, scroll down, and enter in your email address. Like the podcast on Facebook at Talking About the Passion. I'm also on Twitter at TATP Podcast and on Instagram at Niagara Moon Music. If you want to write to me, you can email TATPPodcast at gmail.com. The theme song for Talking About the Passion is the Niagara Moon song Eating Peaches off my 2017 album Eating Peaches. Coming up now, we have another fruit juice song. This is called She's a Human. Thanks very much for listening, and I will see you in a couple Wednesdays from now.
he's a sparrow and I'm a 